In far-off lands of the misty American suburbia, you'll find six friends. One day, these friends tried out a fantasy role-playing game, and oh boy, did their nerdy brains get hooked. Now, two years later, they have regrouped, pulling out their dusty level 7 character sheets to roll dice, fight monsters, and pretend to be a bunch of fantasy weirdos with bad accents. Prepare yourself, listener, for a journey through fantasy landscapes and high adventure as we join an adventuring group who has already become local heroes. But their greatest challenge lies ahead of them as they discover the true heart of adventure. Greetings, Wayfarers Young and Old, to the Heart of Adventure podcast. I'm Johnny, your DM, and before we dive into the game, I want to explain a little bit about this podcast. As the intro explained, our players will be jumping back into their 7th level characters, which they've used in my campaign on and off over the past two years. Now don't worry, because you're not going to be missing out on any important information or story. The story we will be exploring in this podcast is the beginning of a new chapter for these characters, and anything important that happened before the podcast will be revealed over time like you would in any wonderful narrative story. So, sitting around the table with me are the five players of our game, so without further ado, let's meet our players and they will introduce you to their characters. And I kind of want to start off with my brother, just so that you know that connection. All right. I'm Andrew Chase. I am playing as Angus Dusklin, a Scottish dwarf that is a entertainer. So he is a bard, and he actually invented gunpowder. So his main goal is to become the king of Scotland. I should <laughs> you specify should say his name in the accent. I should specify yeah. reinvented. Yeah. yeah, true, because of lore. Um, also, you have two items I kind of want to explain. I yeah. want to explain some of your guys' okay, so permanent you items. Guys are a weird, huh? Because you got a few weird permanent items, and I, I want to explain yeah. those things. The two things that Angus has is he's got this, this belt that turns his lower half into a centaur-like lower half. That's a good belt. He stole it from like the centaur Gucci bad guy belt. they first fought at their first adventure, and now he has it, so he's a dwarven... It's a Gucci belt? It's a, it's a Gucci <laughs> horse belt. It's... Good leather. So that's a thing. <laughs> and also, they have a thing that I guess I kind of want to wait to... No, I'm going to say it now. They have a pirate ship on wheels. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So that's a thing. With a crew. With a crew, with a crew. that fully, fully they stocked. they killed the captain and then took it over. All right, so now, next up, uh, we can just go like this way around the table for the rest of the players. So that was Andrew playing yeah. Angus. Hi, um, I'm Brianne Woods. And I play Sheik Cassiopeia, and I'm a halfling druid um, who has a background in astronomy. Um, and I am the daughter of the mayor of Twinkleton, the halfling town in this uh, campaign. Effectively my version of the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's about it. I'm really cool, and I have lots of super cool powers, so... And a lightsaber now? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you can turn into any animal. I have this yeah. sweet sunblade that I got in our last game. I also it's... have a really cool yeah, cloak welcome, of billowing. Welcome to D&D. Because <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the cloak of... What is it called? Cloak of billowing. The cloak of billowing. Yeah. It's Doctor Strange's cloak. It's yeah. Doctor Strange's cloak, but, but it, it does fall. nothing. It just flaps behind me majestically. It's, it's beautiful. It billows. It billows, yeah. Next up. Hi. I'm Dominic Woods. I play Nimdiak. That's my <laughs> um, who oh my is a who is a drow rogue. Um, he is very mischievous. You could say that. <laughs> kind of, he's chaotic neutral and kind of does whatever he wants. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he wants. I think we went around Let for the a mysteries week with a goblin unfold. skull on his. Uh, or, uh, Let no, the mysteries unfold. Go- that's gotta be a catchphrase. Let the mis- Went around for a week with a goblin head still on oh his blade. Like, You've done a lot of things. Moldy. Okay. I'm ready now. Moldy, by the way. It didn't smell mm-hmm. good. You're welcome. You walked you would, around. He with would have kept it too, but he forgot to grab it. Running out of that castle. Yeah. You've done a lot of weird things. You walked around with a goblin on the end of a stick, like, like a goblin's head for like. It was on his sword. Multiple it weeks. Oh, it was on your sword. Yeah. It was on my sword. You just walked around for like. He swung it around at enemies. <laughs> yeah, and he forgot it because we were fleeing. That's the only reason why. I- Left. I think my favorite Only early reason. game memory is from like session two or something where you threw a bread roll across the tavern and yeah. started that fight. We started were talking a about that guy. Guys arrested. I got everyone in the fight by playing music be like, hey, you should die in the fight. Next up. Well, my name is Serenity Roberts and I'm going to be playing Dipple Braggot of Tuberstone. Cute little gnomish town. I'm a rock gnome. My background is Outlander and I have an amazing uh, animal companion that is a wolf. Her name is Convell. She loves to just take my uh, staff and use it as a play stick. I don't know why, but she keeps running off with it. So. Cute wolf. Yeah. I'm a little surprised you didn't make a single reference to mushrooms or sticks during her. She loves say, mushrooms. Dipple loves, loves mushrooms. mushrooms. Dipple loves sticks. Dipple loves mushrooms and sticks. I'm Thomas Roberts. I play Thor and Iron Fist, who is a barbarian monk dwarf from the city of Bragans Deep, which is a dwarven mega city under a mountain. Uh, grew up in the mines, became a soldier, and then left and joined a mercenary group that uh, led him to this crazy party of hooligans. And uh, maybe he regrets it, maybe he doesn't, but he's had a good time along the way. <laughs> and we're here. All right. And he's got a really cool axe. <laughs> a really cool axe. Yeah. And. Adamantite axe that you just... Adamantine. Adamantine, sorry. I'm I gonna, told you I'll correct listen, you every time you say it wrong. I thank you. I'm never going to remember. That's a promise. <laughs> Got it written down. Uh-huh. I think we're ready to start now. Our story begins in the northern foothills of Dralia, a landmass slightly larger than Ireland. It is the 3rd of November, because that's the best fantasy month name I can come up with. Three months since our heroes have last been fully together and five months since the party first met in a quiet town called Daresound, where they fought an evil centaur, encountered a bunch of mind-controlled medallions. I mean, eventually you fought a teenage dragon, but that was in the known And I saved the mayor like three times over. (laughs) The mayor was just like, no, I want to get captured. (laughs) But now as we're looking at the rolling hills, we find ourselves at a large homely treehouse, and living in this treehouse is Sheik and Dipple. So. What are you two up to on this random day in November? What does a day in the life of Sheik and Dipple look like? November's like fall, right? Yeah, it's Around fall. This, in it's this definitely universe. fall. Running through the woods, Convell by our side. <laughs> <laughs> when suddenly, searching the ground. When suddenly, the perfect mushrooms appear out of the, out of the moss. Mushroom soup, we yell. <laughs> I like it. I like it. As soon as. Sheik opens her bag of holding. I, Dipple, cut all the mushrooms I can see within sight and throw them into the bag, and we rush home. This is a real play D&D oh, podcast. We're not telling the story directly. I, I love it. <laughs> Honestly, though, when I, when, I, when I was proposing this question, I was kind of expecting hunting and whatnot, and I had this mental image of this tiny gnome 
of Dipple holding like a whole deer over her shoulders and walking it back because like because she can. And I'm like, that's kind of the mental but image the I mushrooms, have. The mushrooms, mushrooms are, are definitely great. So you guys make it back to your treehouse, mushrooms in tow, making it up, and you create a fantastic stew. It's just like it's a good day. It's a bit like later in the day. As you two are having a joyous old time, something happens. Oh no. You yeah. You begin to hear a deep rattling noise. And you begin to notice, like almost like a T-Rex, like there's ripples in the stew as you're cooking it. This vibrating is happening, and suddenly your whole treehouse is beginning to slightly sway. As this tumbling sound gets louder, something big is coming your way. What are you two doing? I mean, I'm gonna grab the pot of soup and prevent it from spilling as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I would like to run outside to the porch and see what it is. All right, as you go ahead and soup. bolt out the front door, <laughs> yeah, soup is priority, but as you bolt out the front door, <laughs> life. you see a familiar pirate ship on wheels. Oh no. You can see the wooden carved figurehead of a pig's butt at the front of the ship. And as the ship rolls up violently over the hillside towards your front of your uh, treehouse? That's the word. I'm struggling, guys. As it goes to the front of your treehouse with its port side, it stops right there and you can see the name on the ship, the Boar's End. Angus and Thoradin, what would you two like to do? Ahoy, mateys! I didn't know you are a pirate. When did we get this pirate ship? Well, well, Angus... Angus, this ship is so cool. Yeah. Hey, don't forget what I added onto it. Oh yeah, you've got ballistas now on. And I got. I also have a. I have a flag for my ship now. He does have a flag, which basically is the flag of Scotland with Scotland. Scotland. No, I'm saying for the listeners. Oh, okay. It is a blue flag with the yellow stripes. It it, or the the yellow stripes. Was it yellow? Is it white? I don't remember. Listen, I'm really bad. I'm I'm sorry if I've offended any Scotchlandians. (laughs) Scotchlandians. But it's got like a. What's the word for flag stuff? Is it vexillology? You just said a fun word. I don't know. I think that's the same. That was cool. Flags. I don't know. But it's got like, the, it's this blue flag blue flag with the white cross lines, and it has two pistols on it, two like musket pistols, and then this cup of ale that's kind of splashing. That is this flag on the type of the ship. He's replaced the Jolly Roger that was originally on the ship. Sheik, you look up, and you see on the side of the ship, 14 pirates looking down at you, nine goblins, oh, like nine cats? Or walk literal cats. No, 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 cats. cats. Like little kittens. Literal nine cats. Well, they're not kittens at this point. That's two oh. months ago. So they're cats. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And this like half orc who's just like holding three of the cats and like petting them. He's just like looking at. Now, you. to be fair, cats take a full kittens take a full six months to grow up to full size, and then a whole year before they are considered cats. Yeah. Oh, so loser. They're, wow, they're old kittens. They're Thank you. Cats. Emmett is thirteen age kittens. So no, where's Arwen? He's, he's six months. Old. Emmett is five months. It's <laughs> six months. This, this is irrelevant. This is the image you're seeing here. It's just this giant line of people the side of the ship. Do you guys actually like jump down, or are you just gonna have this conversation from a mile away? Uh, no, I'll jump down. Okay, cool. I'll use it. I'll spend a key point to do step of the wind and just jump down there and take take no damage. Yeah, no, you do a cool monk thing. Like you kind of like Spider Man slide down the side of the ship. At this point, I have come out. You know, I've secured my soup, and I've come out to the front porch. <laughs> I'm going to tell the entire crew, like, here, we're going to take a pit stop. Y'all can go take a whiz now, just, like... Okay, they drop the ropes, and they, like, go around, and they start peeing on the actual tree <laughs> of the treehouse. <laughs> I, I drop down under the porch, and I'm like, mushroom stew? You bet, yeah. Okay, I've got 
something we need to talk about. But I want to eat first, if that's okay. That's a very, very alcoholic. Alcoholic. Alcoholic, alcoholic. Alcoholic. I don't doubt it. No, he really does. It's like... It's very alcoholic. Dos Equis, basically. No, no, like, it's Tres Equis. It, no, it is, it is Cinco Equis. <laughs> There's five X's on the front. Yeah, Cinco Equis. And, and it will kill you if you drink it too, for too no, long. No, but its actual name is Dragon Bite Bitter. Basically, if you drink it, you have to pass a DC 18 Constitution saving throw. If you succeed, you don't pass out immediately. And you also have cold resistance for an hour. <laughs> but if you <laughs> actually... it heats you up, if you right? don't, yeah. It's like super hot, yeah. Or if you don't pass it, you'll you go unconscious, but you're still resistant to cold damage for half of the <laughs> But you're also asleep for that whole time. I forget the actual time, but is this okay. a, Is this a thing you made up, or did you I find made it up, this? yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, Dragon Bite Bitter I might have taken the name from, but I came up with the mm. stats for it. Anyways. As you walk in, the, you notice there is a plaque on the wall that has a little fish and a little label that says Quincy remember, the Quipper. I remember that. And you kind of walk close enough to to where the front face of it flaps forward and it says, "I'm Quincy the Quipper. You want to hear a joke?" And he's looking at you two as you walk in. Uh, a quick. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm, okay, we're gonna restart that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Quincy the Quipper. You want to hear a quip? Sure. Okay. What did the knight say to the squire before they got on the horse? I what? I don't. I'm mean, don't answer. The knight said, "Squire, get on the horse." <laughs> Do I have to make a constitution saving throw to see if I laugh? No, but I'm pretty sure all of our audience has just left. As you all begin to start settling into the house, and Stu is happily handed out to all the different people that are now here, all four of you, you guys can start with conversation. <laughs> so, Thornton, been a while, huh? Been a long while. Uh, What's you know, that? What's found that? Found uh, inner peace. What's some sick stuff out there in the forest, in the mountains. It's can really I cool. have some of that? Five gold? Nah, I'm just messing with you. But I do have a bit of a note. Was handed to me by a messenger. Johnny, I, I actually straight up forget who handed this to me. Random mailman. Random mailman. Right. It, okay. It so surprising. it came through. It just came through the mail. It says Dare Sound is in danger. We need your help. And it's from a guy named C. No. Uh, As in the ocean, or no C. As in the letter. Oh. I'm assuming yeah, that's um the dude that we were. He was the agent for horse. What was his name? Oh, what was his name? What no, was Clyde. 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 That would be a C. <laughs> yeah. C L Y D E. It is indeed. Like Clydesdale. It it was a bad pun back in the day. Nowadays. I never recognized that. Continue your conversation. Anyway, anyways, their <laughs> their sound is in danger, and uh, I mean, we started our adventure together there. We met up there. I feel obligated to go back. Especially if something's wrong. Yeah, I went there recently, and it is very, very different. It's What's different? Um, you'll see. All right. Are we walking or are we taking the pirate ship? Pirate. We're ship. taking the pirate ship. We're Was that even a question? We shall okay. stop uh, like about a mile. That way. They yeah, get... they are kind of horrible people, and we don't need them near the city. Yeah, and plus we will be obliterated if we go even close to that city. That's also a fair point. 
All right. I start packing Pack stuff. Yeah, I start packing my soup into as many water skins as I can find in this house. <laughs> Golly, man, this is becoming a real character. Just making the point. Integral I thing. Love yeah. Mushrooms. That's it. So, so you just well, got a bunch of like water skins full of soup. So if you're like, no, I'm gonna have a soup to go. The water skin has a wider mouth to fit the mushroom. Your travel begins as you go ahead and all get onto the pirate ship, which a lot of you finally, for the you know you two, the girls get to meet a lot of these new castmates of the pirate ship. The crazy goblins, which are all quite insane, like, they are running around all the time playing these weird games that are almost half just, like, almost killing themselves. They just have fun This is with... some, like, World of Warcraft-level goblins, just, like, ridiculous it's, they, they are ridiculous out the get-go. I love that. The cats I... are also equally as ridiculous. They've learned badly from the goblins. The goblins. <laughs> well, I closely watch my stuff. Mm -hmm. You get to meet the half-orc, actually, who you learn his name is Gary. And he is the reason there are cats on the ship. He was selling kittens, and Angus decided to not only buy all the kittens, but bring Gary alongside. Oh, great. And he's basically this lovable, like, he's super t strong and bulky, but he's kind of like the mom of the ship. Can I get a line from Gary? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Guys, dinner's ready! If you want... <laughs> we gotta... gotta Come on, kittens! How many dinners are we gonna have? We're gonna have 84 dinners before we get there. <laughs> Alright, uh, fast forwarding, you get there. <laughs> um, as you actually get within sight range of Dare Sound, the differences that Angus alluded to is already starting to be seen. There's plenty of village kind of outside of the city, like the poor districts are on the outside, but right before you get to the important part of the city, there's this giant white stone wall that was about 60 feet tall, twice the size as what you remember it being five months ago when you first came here. What are you doing with the ship? Um, I was seeing my stopping it around like a mile away. Okay, yeah, that's like, fine. Leaving it in some trees. Can, you want to unload the wagon or, or the cart you have? Yes, I do want to do that. You don't have horses. I can become a he horse. He is a horse. All right, cool. Nay. Alright, horseman. Right. So I'm gonna go and activate uh, my uh, belt of centaur. So you reach down, you click the buttons on the belt, and immediately your dwarven rear end and legs turn into the four legged equine form. Your butt extends it, five feet beyond your body. It, <laughs> That's good. We got some animorph stuff well, going on right now. Some real animorphs. Um, so yeah, you guys are all, the four of you are going on together, and as you make it up to the front of this giant wall, which is huge when you're standing next to it, you see there is a few front guards and one who's holding a clipboard at the very front. As you get near enough to him, he kind of looks up and he says, Evening, travelers! And he looks over at you, kind of in your cart, just, you know, doing his whole security check, and he looks at Angus with this absolutely kind of I put on a I put on a horse mask, I'm like, nay. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, will any of you be staying in Dare Sound for longer than a week? Longer than a week, uh, no plans. Very just well. Just passing. Very well. Uh, if you do happen to find your stay lasts longer than a week, be sure to register yourself in with the city listings. Uh, you will be subjected to taxes, but it's the least you can do to have the amazing splendors that this city offers. Okay, thank Was you. This, is this a, a recent addition to the city? I don't seem to remember uh, weekly taxes. Yes, it's a recent thing. <laughs> Within the past three months. Welcome to Dare Sound, I guess. Yes, that's it. You can come on through. There is no entry tax. That is it. And as you guys kind of walk through, he says to you, Have a good night, and may Dare Sound's charming nature smile upon you. You are now inside the city. You remember back five months ago when you first all met together in the city. It was 
very much like a classic medieval city, or a town. It was kind of small, and it had those classic medieval buildings, the timber frames of the white waddle and daub fill in between. What? It's that, okay, you know the medieval buildings, timber frames and the white stuff? White stuff is called waddle and daub. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool name. Um, but now, you can see that these old buildings are still in town, but they're refurbished. And half of them have been remodeled, almost three or four stories tall now instead of the two stories max they used to be. You look around, you can see new polished stone towers with brightly colored roofs dotting the skyline. Above the skyline, there are floating moats of earth with towers and small fortresses on them. Many buildings have been torn down around the streets around you, replaced by construction sites of timber frames covered in tarps. Whole streets have been rerouted. As you pass through a busy intersection, you can look to your left and you see multiple blocks of construction sites. And considering it's late at night, the amount of energy in the town is surprisingly high. In the middle of the wide streets, horse-drawn carriages and carts travel to and fro, while on the cobblestone sidewalks, people are passing by, heading in different directions. The actual brightness of the city is surprising. As you look around, all these main streets have these little lantern posts, and inside each lantern is this white, bluish flame. As you look around, the town of Dare Sound, well, now rather the city of Dare Sound, has gone through more than a decade of progress, and it's only been five months. The last noteworthy thing, as you look toward the center of the city, you see this large palace, elevated above the slanted rooftops and towers, and it looks kind of like a fancier version of King Brumby's old castle. The city is your oyster. What would you all like to do? I would like to see if there are any stores nearby that would potentially sell a map of the new layout. Absolutely. Um, it's like Disney World, you just find the little maps. Around. <laughs> yeah, I'm seriously getting a, like, the Santa Claus 3, where Jack Frost takes over at the end, and the whole North Pole's like, da, 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 get all the money, pay for the elves, get all the cool stuff. It's just like, oh, this city used to be so nice. You know, it's just all about money. You can immediately kind of, within the first 15 minutes of you being here, find a quick, like, mom-and-pop shop that's up on the side, and you walk inside little doorbell uh you can talk to them quickly and get a map that will only be about like 20, 15 gold pieces 15 gold pieces for a piece of paper I'll pay it. that's inflation as you actually take this map and look at it it's kind of impressive and almost psychedelic when you just look at this this map of the city you remember the old town had a really straightforward pattern it was just you had the main roads kind of going around a circular pattern but now this is kind of like the street layout of Washington, D.C., but if every road was cylindrical. So, like, it's all these weird arches and circles, and everything is so inconvenient. It's just everything is this giant, like, Venn diagram, but with a hundred circles. What do you guys want to do next? You've, you've got a city, effectively, at this point. I, want to I mean, go we've got to find... see if I can talk to King Brumby again. I was about to say, we need to find King Brumby. No, we probably do not need to find him. We need to find Is there Clyde. any way we can find Clyde? Yeah. Oh yeah, do we know where the old uh, headquarters used to be? Yes, you do. This um, paper, it's that... Teleporting paper, yeah. yeah. The writing paper. Does it go to a person or a place? It goes to a Both. person. A person in a place. Either. But it teleports, yeah. it doesn't fly. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Tell them to meet us somewhere. That's what I was gonna do. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, meet at the old horse. 
headquarters. Yeah, that's basically yeah. the easiest way to do that. Which, by the way, for our listeners, that's an acronym. It, it, it was a, a dumb acronym, but it was, yes, the, it was the Harbingers of Rightful and Supreme Equity. When you said it, you didn't tell us it was horse at first, and then you said, we are the Harbingers of Rightful and Supreme Equity. I was like, did you just name the evil organization horse? So you take out the teleporting paper, you send it out towards the horse HQ that you remember its location being. Well, I think we were more targeting Clyde himself. Because he right. might not be in the horse HQ. Right. It, that's, yes. You try to send it out to Clyde with the teleporting paper, and you write the little note on it, sign it yourself, and it. throw it out. And oh yeah, read it out loud. Clyde, meet at the old horse headquarters at 839. Dipple. 830 to 9. It disappears. Prep time. Sizzles away into the distance. And you guys start to make your way towards the old horse HQ, which was really the underside of a tavern. And as you eventually get your way near to that general area, it was near a park that you can remember where it was. Mm -hmm. But by the time you actually get there, that tavern isn't there anymore. This whole street has effectively been destroyed and recreated into a totally different shape. (laughs) But the tavern isn't there. And as you kind of investigate over for the next kind of 20-ish minutes, you find no sign of the old place. What's well, if he were to room? come anywhere, he knows where the old HQ yeah. would have been. I'm going to hang around here no matter what until yeah. a reasonable time. Uh, are there benches? There are benches, yes, and you can that's go awesome. ahead and that's rest awesome. along. I'll sit there with like, trench coats and newspapers kind of covering your faces. All right, while you four are waiting, any perception checks from all of you? Dice. Can I do Conval's perception instead of mine? I got a hot hand. These dice are nice. Oh, that's the same. I got a 20. Non-natural. 14. <clears throat> I got a 21. Freaking... Oh my goodness. Guys. So, so, that was amazing. You three, Angus, Thornton, and Sheik, as I remember your character names. <laughs> Good job. You are just kind of watching out into the night, and all three of you hear this noise. As it gets later and later, and it's kind of dark now, you hear this noise of shattering glass. And you hear footsteps. As you look back, you see two forms running on the top of a roof really quickly. As they run over, one of them trips over and falls down off of a roof, hitting a tree. And as they fall in, the other uh, guy chases them down. I would like... Oh, he, but did he catch himself? Or did he, like, legit fall and hit the ground? He catches himself, yes. Okay. As he hits the ground, it's this person who's just wearing these dark clothes, and he runs down the street. I shout, Nimdiok! Landing down behind him, you see Nimdiok. Okay. Nimdiok! Welcome to the party. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> what would you like to do? Guys, please help me catch this guy. Help? Do not kill him. Uh, and Nimdiok uh, bolts off. Okay, so we're about to go into a chase sequence, which is kind of like regular combat, except for there are a few changes. First off, initiative order is based on how close you are to the target, so whoever is closest to the spy will go first, yada yada. Secondly, you can safely use the dash action a limited number of times based on your constitution modifier. After that, you might get some points of exhaustion. Now, we already talked about that outside of the podcast, so you already know what's going to happen when that comes up. Lastly, to make this an awesome chase scene, there's going to be some lean, mean obstacles that are going to try to slow you down. Which, as you know, Thomas, as you're laughing, that's not good. So the chase ends after the chase ends after you either catch up to the spy and stop him from running, or it ends after he escapes. Is it a Freudian slip that you're saying spy? No, I'm going to call him a spy for this encounter, just because that's the easiest word to say over and over. Okay. The chasey. No. Spy. 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 Three letters. Yeah. Okay. So, let's jump right on it. The spy bolts down the road, going in between the different traffic, as the horse-drawn carriages are just kind of going crazy at this point. 
He bolts down to an alleyway on the far side of the street, and he uses his action to dash, and he uses his bonus action to dash. Nimbiok, you are first. Use the spy started 40 feet away from you, and he ran 60 feet, so you've got 100 feet of ground to cover. Okay, so I can run. You can run, yes. That's just my movement. Movement. Bonus action, the dash. Yes. And then I'm going to use my actual action to throw a shuriken. All right. At his, at his legs. Go ahead and make an attack. Get those ankles. Dude. 19. That definitely hits. So you go ahead and throw the shurikens over. Go ahead and do damage, and uh, he don't get hurt by that. He gonna get hurt. Five damage. Nimdiok, you run through this area right here, kind of ducking in between these same horses, and as you go ahead and throw the shuriken, it flies through, hitting him right as he's going through the alleyway, and he gets cut for that five hit points of damage. For the rest of you, since Nimdiok was first, and we're basing the initiative off of who's closest, do you guys want to roll initiative just to see who actually runs out first? I'm staying, period, until Clyde comes. Until, like, a reasonable hour. But, like, Almost I'm got it. Alright, what's your initiatives? Mine's nine. Nine. Eight. <laughs> Twelve. Next up, Angus, it is your turn. Uh, I want to activate my horse butt and just start booking it. Okay, so action to take your belt to activate, and you're just going to book it down? Yeah. All right, that is, you've got 60 feet of movement for the horse, so you are flying up near him. He started off 140 feet away from you, so you now gain that extra speed. All right, and if that's all you're doing on your turn, as you're also ducking through this area, this area doesn't happen real obstacle at this point, just because the horses have all stopped. Next up, Dipple. But- Dipple and Sheik are staying near the uh, the road where we were going. Oh, you both are staying? Yes. I yelled out, I'm sh- too short, you guys go, we'll stay here. I mean, you're right, you don't have very fast movement speed. No. Dipple is going to tell Convell grapple. Grapple? Grapple. Okay. So she's going to run as much as she can. All right, fair enough. So Convell, she only has the regular action to dash, right? So she can do two of them? Yep, so that's 80 feet of movement. 80 feet, awesome. She can Dipple stays back while you just Go ahead and let, you know, Convo loose, and this wolf just starts booking it down the way in between the different horses. At this point, the horses are just trying to turn around, and they're just frightened out of their mind. Thornton, you now are joining into the Yeah, I just see everybody look around, and and she goes, I'm too short to run, and I just give her a smirk, and then I, like, clap my hands together and some wind rushes around me, and I run 135 feet. Okay, because I take my action to dash, my bonus action to dash, at 45 feet of movement speed each, that's 135 like feet. So yeah, like I just trail behind you. <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I get in front move. of Nimdiok. You just book it book down it. the way. You kind of look like the Flash a little bit here. It's just your monk powers activate, and you just run all the way through. And at this point, the horses are just they, you hear wow wow. <laughs> <laughs> As you book it all the way, you're 10 feet away from this man. Now we're at the beginning of the round again. The spy at the very beginning, he looks back, sees you, freaks out, and he. <laughs> bolts up the side of the alleyway and climbs up onto a rooftop. Going on the rest of his movement speed down the alleyway, uh, he takes his bonus action to dash. Can we retcon something? Yes. As I'm running by Nimdiak, I want to be like, what are we chasing? Yes. A spy. Is that all I get? Um, a very important spy. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I just run past. <laughs> yeah, you run past. He uses his action. He glows this white, bright light, and then when the glow goes away, there's four of him, and they're all going this same block. So that sucks. Turn. Yeah, no, it sucks now that there's four of this spy who seem to all be dodging the same pattern, kind of ducking and going Are over. they, like, really close to each other? Like, yeah, there's kind of- Their shoulders are, like, touching? Uh, within a couple of feet or so, yeah. And, and they're all dodging in different ways, so, like, one has to jump over a pail while the other one's doing this different thing. Oh. And all four of them climb up 
the wall, go over to the top of the rooftops, and they use their bonus action to dash. Okay. Uh, he will have to actually make a check because climbing up to the rooftop is one of the challenges. What's his movement speed? Like, how far away is he from me? Uh, he has just done 60 feet of movement. Not enough, Buckaroo. He passes. All right. Next up is Nim. Or sorry. Next That's up is Thorden. No, it better Thornton. be me. You're at the get go of this. What you doing? Yeah, based on based on the rules. Um, I I see a nearby um gutter pipe. Okay. And I grab onto it and like my training in the army, I like rope up athletics uh to to like get up the rope. That is a twenty two. 22, definitely passes. I imagine I teleport up the top of the rope. Yeah, you um, just like are only using your arms. It's just <laughs> And I get up there. up there. I am, I should be 15 feet away from him. I want to rage and okay. throw, as a bonus action, yeah. and throw one of my axes at him as my action. All right, go ahead and make an attack. That is a nine. Oh no, a nine does not hit. As it Oops. flies through, it doesn't hit any of the four of him. And that kind of makes you feel a little sad. Uh, as it flies over, this is a slanted rooftop, and that axe is kind of skittering. And as it hits the ground, it, it hits the roof, it skitters down and starts to fall down into the alleyway below. Yeah, well, good. Nimbiok, it is your turn. Okay. I shout, Angus, grab my axe. I am using acrobatics okay. and scaling the wall. Okay, absolutely. Go ahead and roll an acrobatics check. 16. 16 will pass. As you go ahead and just quickly climb up using windowsills and whatnot to just lunge your way up as you get over and almost jumping too high and kind of landing back down the roof. So I'm just going to continue to run up next to him. Cool, awesome. So you're 10 feet away from him now? That is your last dash. From here on out, you're doing unsafe dashes and you're going to have to do constitution checks to see whether or not you're right. getting exhausted. Okay. So this chase is yeah. about to get intense for you. Okay. But currently you just actually gained ground from that because you just did an extra 30 feet. So yeah, you are 10 feet away from him. As you and Thoradin are neck and neck kind of up here, running right after him. This chase is pretty intense on the top of this rooftop. Convul, yeah. as the wolf is running along, she can't really climb at this point. So she's going to follow down the alleyway, following the same building pathway. So she's in the alleyway back here. I need you to roll a whatever check you would like her to make to dodge a bunch of crates and boxes behind a building. Can she jump on top of them and, like, jump? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Okay, then I'm going to go with uh, a dexterity here. Is that a crit fail? That's a crit fail. That's the first crit fail of this podcast. So at the beginning here, she falls prone. So so, uh, like 15 feet of her movement is going to be removed out of this whole running span because she she hits the ground, falls prone, then has to use half half her movement. movement, Yeah. Or what's her half? It's 20 feet. Yeah. She'd lose 20 feet not. Yeah, she loses 20 feet. All right. Lastly, Angus. I was going to go actually retrieve Thornton's axe. Because you told me to go get it. All right, it fell and down in that same alleyway yeah, that my horse bite isn't the most reliable going on roofs. <laughs> probably so not. That's no, probably not the smartest. And idea. you are a good friend, and I will keep this in mind. But you're gonna have to do the same check to dodge. I'm gonna just things. completely jump over it. Acrobatics. All right. Seventeen. Seventeen will succeed as you go ahead and just jump right over this. That's 120 feet, which is crazy good. Which means you get uh, 60 feet closer. But you're still down, but you can start to see you're about uh, 20 feet away from him at this point. He's like... Can I shoot him? Ooh. Yeah. Wait, did uh, you use your action to dash? You used your action to dash. Oh, so no, you'd have to action surge if you want to shoot at him. Yeah. You're going to action surge? You're only one? Well, every short for rest. For the day. Yeah, for the short rest. All right. Go ahead and make your first shot here. Is you action Plus surge. Plus seven to hit. I love that. That is a 14. Does that hit? A 14 doesn't not hit. So yeah, you've now dashed down this alleyway, jumped over the boxes, and as you get down to the end of it, you actually see this little break in between the buildings where they're actually jumping over a a giant kind of extra alleyway, which is about to be a check for all of you up up on top. 
but as they're doing that, you're shooting at him mid-jump, and all four of them, you see, like, this, this squadron of spies jumping over this, like, alleyway jump, and you miss. The shot just kind of flies up into the air. Next up, Dipple and Sheik, as you're still back in your in your little seat area, as you're standing back, do you want to do anything as you're on this park bench? Just going to be kind of looking around for... I wonder what that was about. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Is that Nimdiok? Um, anyways, uh, is there... <laughs> That Nimdiak. <laughs> uh, there's a couple little shops around. I'll kind of. You're browse gonna go and... sh- window shopping. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Your know, dog but... is on like a chase through the city, and you're like, nice, I'm, I'm nice candles. Find constellations while I'm waiting. Yeah. You pull out your little. Uh, I almost said stethoscope, but you pull out a magnifier. Whatever you do, telescope. Magnifying glass. I don't want to say that it's predictable that we're on a chase scene and the two of you are relaxing looking at stars and shopping, but it is. It's It's called Recon, Thomas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Checking the scene. Telescope is the word you're looking for. How about this? Let's do an action sequence. I need perception checks from both of you to see how well you do what you're trying to do. See how well you scope this scene. Wow, crit fail. I'm done with the dice, guys. I'm done. You have three sets of dice. Grab another one. You burned yourself on a candle. No, as you're actually looking for a shot. I walk into the window instead of the door. A really clean window. Dipple, as you're trying to find a little window shop here, you accidentally get like conned by this one con artist who's like, hey, you want to buy some of these cool chapskis right here? Like, opens up his trench coat. Want some watches? And he's got all these little, like, you know, medieval watches or whatnot. And, uh. Medieval watches? styles is what you're looking for. Well, no, it's pocket watches. We've got. There's techno stuff because of gnomes. But she made one. Oh, true. Tinker stuff does. But you're about to get sold on one that's much crappier than your own. Well, hey, I'll use it for parts. The next time you come up in the chase scene, I've got another obstacle for you. It's not getting sold on this. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the round. I'm actually gonna have all the obstacles done right now. Angus, Nimdiok, and the spy. How are you gonna jump over this alleyway? This turn, I was planning on using Step of the Wind. Can I do a front flip over it? <laughs> yeah. What's you gonna roll for that? You parkour skill are you using? Can I use dexterity. Yeah, no, you can use acrobatics. You're just not gonna get that. Johnny, Step of the Wind says that it um doubles my jump distance so i literally like jump halfway and then step on a piece of wind halfway oh to, to double my jump distance and then i just leap onto the uh, the roof and keep running okay that's interesting oh wait no what's his what's his modifier oh no he su- does he succeed so what'd you get 24 24 <laughs> so, can i do a full front twist <laughs> i'm at an 18 18 Okay, you guys are gonna be able to choose to successfully like go down if you go fails. down if he fails. I'm actually checking right now because he he got a 12, and I have to see whether nope the DC was 15. So he falls down, and he's gonna take that fall damage. Get so down. imagine I I fall halfway and then take a little step on the wind yes. as I'm almost to the ground and you, just you, land. You just kind of like and he's prone. Uh, he does land prone. Yes, all four of him. All right. He took five points of damage from that fall. Good. And yeah, we're at the start now. So you guys, this is a pretty funny scene. Wait, I'm gonna, he's, I'm wait, like, he's down he, in the alley. He jumps forward, yes. trying to jump. Oh yeah, okay. he, he falls down the alley. As you're shooting at him, you actually notice you shoot, and then all four of them fall down. You think you hit him, but then like <laughs> you don't really know. You can claim you hit him. You don't know yet. But <laughs> as he actually does it, it looks like this. He's jumping, and then all four of him hit their heads on the other roof, and then fall down to the ground. It's like Tom Cruise in the most recent uh, Mission Impossible movie. Yes. He was jumping between roofs, and he broke his ankle, and then kept filming the scene. That's pretty Because he's a monster. He's going to take half of his movement to stand up, so he's he's actually, you guys are going to gain on him because of this. That's good for you that he failed this. Mm-hmm. He uses 
he uses his 15 feet to run, and then he's going to use an action to dash and a bonus action to dash. This man has to be getting low on his dashes. Yeah, that's a good guess. So he's down in the alleyway where I'm correct. Yeah, you notice he's on this sideways alleyway as you're holding this axe. You'll tell us if you're going to have to make a constitution check to oh, dash, definitely. right? To, to gain on him, you have to do better than 75 feet, effectively. Nimgyak, you are first. <laughs> he's closest, then it's me, then it's you first. You land down okay. in a superhero pose. What are you doing? I can move. You can move 60. That that's using a dash. That is well, he uses a bonus dash. action to dash. I can tackle this man. He I'm is not out of safe I'm dashes. Not using a dash. He has to start making constitution oh, checks. Okay. So I can move 30. The range right? on a dagger is 2060. You're technically not out of max range. I don't want to throw a dagger. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to kill this guy. We need to capture him. I'm gonna use a dash. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. Do I'm gonna do it. So. Okay, cool. So you're gonna use a dash, which means you have to do a beat a ten or get a ten or better on a regular Constitution check, not saving throw. Seventeen. Yeah. There you go. So that's an wow. extra dash you just get to do right now. Yes, as you just sir. Bolt your way down. So that was my that was my bonus action. You still got an action. Can I use the sage hand to trip him? As you're walking, you're you're running out of the alleyway, and the nearest shop to you has like a broom and a few like water bins that are kind of sitting up against the wall. Can I use a sage hand, grab the grab a broom, and throw it at their feet? Yeah, toss it right in front of them, absolutely. Uh, this purple hand flies out of your own, flies forward, grabs the broom, and then flings it down in front of him, like, as you're barely following if, him. If you wanted, like, it could have done it invisibly, if you wanted yeah, it to do that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll for his thing here, since even though it's outside of his turn, this happens during his movement. That's not good. That's that's a nine, and I was gonna put a ten for this. So yes. he's gonna is losing five feet. So it's he loses five feet. Out of so his next turn, he'll have le five feet less of movement speed. Well, this turn he has five feet less. You you just made everybody move closer. Oh, feet. so you are now ten feet away from him instead of fifteen. So good job on that. You guys are like right there. Like he's he's right over there. You can see him. As long as I stay that close, I'm good. Yeah. So it's my turn, right? Thornton's turn, yes. How far away am I? He's 85 feet away from you. Uh, I can I can do that. I had step of the wind to start this turn, so I get a bonus action to dash. I am in front of him. You've used a bunch of those. I would like to run in front of him and then try and tackle him to the ground. Yeah. That's with my bonus action. I you still can have use your action. action, absolutely. I need you to go ahead and make a strength check. What'd you roll? What did you? Well, he got <laughs> a... Just a flat 16. Does he have anything extra? No, well, 16. A flat 16 will certainly be to 10. You only got a 10? Yeah. Plus two? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no. I'm going to attempt to attack when my second attack. Go. Second attack? Oh, you I do have a second attack. attack. Oh, my goodness. Well, hold up. A grapple. Well. Is is technically an attack action. Oh. Isn't it? Don't think so. Oh, if it's not, then. Oh, sorry. Use an attack action to grapple. I never knew that. We're learning something new every day. Try I'll let you do again. a second attack. Okay. Sick. We'll let that work. I think um, it's fun. That's a 15. So as you go ahead and lunge for them at this attack, as they're kind of all running past you, how do you hit one? Uh, I mean, I want to, like, try and trip one and then cut it through with my axe. Yeah, you trip them and then cut it through, and then they just kind of disappear, disappear. into a, a puff of, like, smoky light. I yell, one down! <laughs> yes, which makes it easier to hit him now. There's now only three of them as they are running away. Angus, it is your turn. I want to move 60 feet and then shoot him. Cool, absolutely. Take a shot. Please do, actually. I got a one. <laughs> supposed to kill him. Doesn't a one on the gun jam it? The natural one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a jam. Basically, um, no. on your next turn, you can try to fix it in combat, or you can wait to fix it later on. Wait to fix and it. I'm pretty sure some listeners will recognize these rules from a certain specific 
Matthew Mercer Matthew based. Matthew Mercer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> grit point sort of fighter subclass. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Dipple and Sheik, we're back to you. Uh, <laughs> the slowest. Of Dipple, time. we got like, hey, you, you want some of these? You got these watches here. Uh, what do you think? Huh? I think it's pretty shiny. Oh, it's the best. It's the best watch this side of the continent. It's good stuff. Come on, you want it? No, I think I will. I think I will. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh, okay. These are like way overpriced. It's like 30 gold pieces. And it probably doesn't even tell time. Is they're it's, all telling like different times. He claims that it's like, oh yeah, you know, this is different times from different time zones around the world. You know, it's good stuff. What time does the watch say? Uh, the watch is only about 10 minutes off, and it's future. But what okay. time does the watch say? Gosh, the time, the Thomas, is 8.11, because not actually that much time has passed in so this it's combat. Yeah. Uh -uh. You, you don't see too much, but man, good stars. You good stars. You see a shooting star. Whoa! Who shot it? God, it was, it was Angus with his gun. That's, that's the joke that's of the episode. All right, back at the beginning of the round, the spy is like getting frantic. All three of them are kind of looking around, really frantic. You're in the middle of the street, and at the beginning of this round, Angus, you're up in this in the same street. Oh, you're not up in this. You, you still you're back in the alleyway. Still, they're in the middle of the street. Um, I need Nimdiox, Thoradin, and the Spy to all make dexterity checks as the traffic is not stopping. You're about to get trampled. Dexterity, Like huh? a saving throw? Oh, sorry. You can tell me however you want to beat these. Tell me. This is a challenge. Yes, yes, yes. I guess. How do you want to uh, overcome you know, this? You said there's traffic coming on? There is traffic in both ways. I would ways. like to try and shout forward. I am raging, so I'm kind of angry. and said, get out the way! He's wanted! All right. Move, citizens! I assume this is an intimidation? Uh, that's what I got. Absolutely, roll for an intimidation check. Don't want to talk about it. I'm not using this dice anymore. It's a seven. Well, that doesn't work, and you're gonna get trampled. Nimdiok? Um, are the- so there's, like, carriages, though, behind- Yes. Like, horses with carriages. Yes. How fast are they going? That matters. Uh, it matters? Yeah. How fast oh, you want to get going? on one? Yeah. Wait, well, tell me what you're trying to do. I want to, like, acrobatic my way over them. What is it? Like a parkour roll, almost? So, like, or not roll, but when they, like, jump forward and put their hands out and then put their... And then pull their feet pull their feet through. Them so that they can keep yeah, running. Yeah, so they, they only touch it with their hands, but their feet come after their hands and yes. go through over. Yeah, that's yes. what I want to do. I rolled a 20. Yeah, no, you definitely beat this, <laughs> for sure. As you do this awesome thing you just described, you jump over, flip and roll, and do this thing, and land on the other side. Um, completely unscathed. You failed, right, Thomas? I, don't, I mean, if you want to sort of reiterate and rehash this, yeah. <laughs> well, so did the spy, actually. Oh. So both of you get run over during this part and hit around. Do we take uh, damage? You lose five feet of movement during your turn, which he will as well, which okay. means, Nimdiak, you're catching up. Uh, but you also take like five damage. On the spy's turn, he's getting really worn down. You can hear him panting while he's right next to you, Thoradin. Mm -hmm. And he runs away from you, skittering through this area, and he's actually heading towards the front of this inn that has a bunch of horses tied up out front of it. He's going to use his action to dash over to it, but he's going to have to make a constitution say or a constitution check. Well, uh, he, to do? he passed. 
So he gets that extra dash, runs over. He's trying to not pass out. He uses his bonus action to basically get on the horse, and that's it. He's on the horse. So if you fail, you still get to run, but you take exhaustion. Yes. So we should be the same. Yeah, no, you and Thoradin are the same now just because they both got tripped up. Yeah. So how far away am I from the man? You've got 60 feet of ground to cover. And I will run 45 feet. I will then use my action to dash up to him. Yeah. And try and jump up and tackle him off of the horse because I'm frenzy raging. I get bonus action attacks. (gasps) Nice! Athletics, that's 21. I will say this. Since there's the three of them up on the top of this horse, I need you to roll d6. If you get a 1 or a 2, it hits him. That is a six. Okay. You, honestly, you tackle down like the one on the butt, falls down to the floor, and the impact of him hitting the ground dissipates him. There's now only two of them left. Sick. One, another one down! Nimbiok, you're next. I am how far? Uh, 60 feet. Yeah, you've got 60 feet to move. How far can I use a rope? Uh, a rope? I think only goes 50 feet. I want to use it like a lasso. Yeah, I need you to roll just, just a regular dexterity check. You're not going to be proficient in this. So, roll the d20, add your dexterity bonus. I failed. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh, yeah. No, that's not good. Okay. I think that's the end of this turn right here. Well, then... Yeah, I'm just ending. The I'm, uh, no, I'm just Oh, because dashing turn. for you is a risk. I'm, yeah, I'm just ending my turn. I keep thinking yeah. that dashing is free, but this is a chase scene, so yeah. you can't dash no, for free. It's, I can't. I'm not going to risk it this time. <laughs> uh, meanwhile... Dipple, what are you up to now? Like, just what's going on? I mean, I've kind of walked into a window at this point, so I'm just going to kind of sit back on a bench and just, I know I should probably wait till people get back. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) Angus is going to have his turn skipped really quick because he's not here with us. He just stepped out. So we're back to the beginning. The spy is going to use his bonus action to take control of this horse and actually attempt to make an animal handling check. Um, And he fails. So the horse. What a bad horse. The horse bucks both of the two of him off, and because I'll consider this buck an attack. Sick. I mean, it is. The second, the the last illusionary version of him hits the ground and dissipates. And then he lands next to me also. Yeah, he lands down on the ground about five feet away from you at this point. So that failure sucks for him. He's still got his action. He's prone. Yeah, he's gonna 15 feet step up, 15 feet run away from you. And action, uh, he's gonna magic missile towards you guys. Oh, this is a wizard. He's got some multi-class stuff going on. So, honestly, Nimdiok, you're the one who's been chasing him even before this chase happens with the rest of the party. He's gonna shoot all three at you. Just three attacks? Uh, he doesn't have to make attacks. Magic missile magic automatically missile hits. Automatically oh, hits. Was, so Eight points of damage. Uh, Thordan and Nimdiok, what are you doing? He's only 15 feet away. Raging, uh, I have advantage on this because of rage. Absolutely, in the middle we'll of the be, street. We'll be tackling this man to the ground. Absolutely. Frick, uh, he has to roll against me. Uh-huh. Uh, acrobatics or athletics, but I've got a... What's a five? Thirteen! Yeah, you tackle him down to the ground. And then I want to, with my other attack, just... <laughs> and then as a as a monk, I can also punch him again. Bomb bomb. No, I, I tackle him to the ground, hold his neck, like like I tackle him oh, arm yeah. first, neck to the ground, then punch him twice. Absolutely. So what's your stealth what's your strength? Plus three. Okay, so you do eight yes, points sir. of damage. Uh, oh good. I, I can hit him straight up. I'm not gonna make you roll for this. He's right here. You've got this. Fair. Like, if I have you to have roll advantage. To hit a man who is grappled in my arms. You would have advantage anyways, but I'm just gonna say you do four points and another four points of damage. That is eight. A D4? Oh, then yeah. let me reroll. That, that was leveled up just another to try four it. and another one. So another five damage. So that's thirteen damage. Alright, good he, job, he, guys. You just took thirteen. The chase is over. The streets are watching you, and 
Angus, you're still in the alleyway. You look in and you can see Thordin tackle this man to the ground, give a one-two punch. Nimdiak, you're right there next to him watching this. And Nimdiak, you notice across the street, there is what looks to be a guard, like, or a police watch post. The city guard, the city watch. And you notice a lot of them look over at this commotion and they start walking this way and you can hear... I want to see, I want to walk, I want to be able to walk around and be like, guys, guys, I need some help here, please. And be like away from where that commotion who, is. Who are you talking to? The guards. The guards. This is the most charismatic character we have on our team. Absolutely. He should absolutely try and do this. I need you to give me a persuasion check. Meanwhile, I cast darkness <laughs> yeah. over you. Okay. Well, yeah, it's over all of us. There's a sudden gasp from the crowd of people around you as, boom, this giant circle of darkness just envelops around you. I instantly look up. I know what's going on. And I say, uh, where are we taking him? Alleyway? Yeah. Great. I drag him. All right. You guys drag him through back of the way. This is kind of a funny scene. We're using the darkness as a giant wall. So the cops are in the other side like, what's going on? And then you're just like scooting him yeah, over. Like the, the camera pans around. We see both sides. of the, the cops are walking around and we're slowly backing through the alleyway you on the other around, side. circle yeah. around, yeah. I pull him into an alleyway. I, I push him up against like some trash cans. <sighs> you guys have him. Um, so this scene currently, by the way, is Thordan, Angus in horse form, unless you want to unhorse. That's unhorse. different, yeah. Unhorse. Nimdiok and Convolt now sits up and what was your command you told oh, Convolt to do? A grapple. 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 He like you know does the whole like canine unit like grabs onto his leg and kind of like just holding him down or probably arm at this point since he's on the floor so he's not getting up even if Thorin lets go. I thought I was dealing with the guards. Thanks. Oh yeah, if you want to be outside in yeah, the street, I want to make sure that the guards walk in horse here. form. No, no, no. He walked out of the alleyway in human form. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, uh, guards. Um, well, you see, there's some few uh, urchins running around, little kids. They just stole all my money. I was like, hey, what are you doing, you little buggers? And they ran off. They started giggling. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Y yes, sir. I I'm certain that's very important, but there there's something going on in the middle I'm of the street. I'm like royalty here. Do you Look see the me? I have, I have money. Sir, there's a big, there's a big bubble of blackness right there. Here. Can, sir, can sir. I, I want to message or you say take away the blackness. We're out of the blackness? way. The we're the we're out of the way by this point, right? Yeah, oh, you're out of the way. Use message. Darkness That's why I did message him. All right, so the the darkness goes away. So they turn around to point at it, and it's yeah. not there. <laughs> they all point, and there's just empty. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want to persuade. Like, there's nothing there. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have to do. Listen, there's this deception. Is, this is a troop right? of five different cops. You have to beat all of them. But yeah, go ahead. Deception. Great. No. It's <laughs> yes. Do this. That's a, uh, That's a nine. Nine plus five. So that's 14. 14. Ooh, it's not good odds, especially when I'm rolling five dice here. Yeah, wanna... but like, come on. I'm specifically pulling up the guard stat sheet just but so But the I'm... fact that they all turn around and it's not there. Okay, now I'm going to give you advantage. Thank okay. you. Because that is good. You did you did put this in favor for you. 13. That's so that's a non-natural 20. Non-natural non 20. 20. Okay. If, if these guards are the white wilder guards, they probably have some wisdom, huh? Actually, they only have a plus zero. <gasps> then they can't feed oh, sorry. they crit. Yeah, basically... 16, 19, 9, 12, and 2. These guards, all five of them, their heads all immediately swivel to the left. They swivel back to you. Uh, now are you going to help me or not? Are you just going to be doing nothing here? Uh, I'm sorry, wh what was your problem? There's a bunch of urchins running around. I don't know, some kids, they stole all my money. They snatched and they ran off. They are like so dumbfounded as you say this. Um, uh, yeah, but urchins don't seem like a big thing. Uh, 
What if he steals from someone really rich or someone really powerful here? Barry Gordon, can you please follow this man and see what he's talking about urchins? The three of us, we need to figure out what's going on here. We're I don't know where they are. Just asking all to look around for them. I, they just ran off. I don't know. We will keep a vigilant lookout as best as our eyes apparently can. Although evidently, we're seeing things that don't exist. We've got a few problems. Because there are large lapses in our vision. Good night, sir. All five of our missions in the same space. May dare sounds charisma, whatever I said, smile upon you. All right, and they walk away. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the thing that I said earlier. Charm. May dare sounds charm, smile upon you. All right. Good job, Angus. Thanks. Now, uh, intimidation scene. You guys, you're all here with the spy. Okay, so, no, yeah, so yeah, first. first. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I Convil take a deep breath. You see me center myself, and I just calm. I take my hand off of him, and I, like... Motion for you to. Yuck, what do you want to do? Can I use this with somehow non lethal damage? So, this is basically chill touch for all the listeners out there, but it's kind of but it's flavor shadow. to shadow touch because our boy Nimdiak loves his shadows. Um, yeah, we can. You can controllingly. Like, you, you notice he's still got a lot of health, so you, you probably don't need to non lethal. <laughs> this this doesn't do enough damage that it's going to matter. Okay, sir. So, you can make this very easy for yourself, or you can make it a lot of fun for me. <laughs> now, who are you? What is your name? Let's start with that. I don't need to tell you nothing. I'm just gonna punch him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your strength? Or actually, we can use dexterity for this. There is a dog. Oh, dexterity is plus three. There's right, a dog biting into his leg, like, the whole time, and I love that. Yeah, it's just... Uh, four points of damage. Bow! You smack him upside the head. It's, uh, Try again. He's, he's, like, kind of, like, upset as if, like, he knows you're playing with him at this point. He's just kind of, like, not happy. Listen. What? I, the name's hey. Drevin! What does that matter to you? It was what? Drevin. Drevin? I need information. Are you going to cooperate? What information do you want? I need to know... How do I ask this properly? <laughs> no, I don't know, what do you want to ask? About... <laughs> you I want mean, to ask your bud bud? I mean, it's about the whole thing that we discussed in the room. Do you know where to find Nystrom? He kind of... He, he opens his eyes a little bit curiously when he said that name. What do you care about that guy? Okay, what you gonna do if I tell you the information, huh? You just gonna kill me? How can I know that I can tell you the information? I'm gonna kill you if you don't. Oh yeah, I'm scared. Okay, now I'm using the shadow touch. Okay, absolutely. So, do I have to roll an attack for that one? Uh, no, he's I mean, not moving anywhere. He's not. No, I was like, I'm gonna say roll an intimidation check. Is what I'm gonna say. This really, guy has given me some weird Jack Sparrow vibes. We're encounter. We're kind of impacting the conversation more than anything. Yeah, that was not intimidating. I'll just tell you, he's got like an extra forty hit points. That was not intimidating. It was only seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you run through his hit points if you want. Yeah, you can just you can run the gauntlet here, but but um, as you kind of hurt him more and just like take the shadow, he's like freaking out with the shadow. Listen, I barely know about him, okay? I've only heard people talk about him. They, they, they said he's got some sort of tower in the city. Invisible tower. I don't know where it is. In what city? This one. Dare Sound. Right here. I don't know where. 
All I know is that he's done designs, apparently. He's worked with the government. That's really all I know. I don't hear much about the higher-ups. Do we have him tied up? You have him uh, wolfed up. We have him wolfed up. Okay, I'm tying him up. Fair enough. He is now tied up. You are Spider-Manning him. Can I tie him to a chair? Do we have a chair? <laughs> the, in the we alleyway? Have, we have a trash can? Yeah, trash yeah, can. I'm going to tie him to the trash can. And then... I'm going to say... One second. To you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to take my cloth mm -hmm. and pulls both in oh you're going to the to so you, the dark realm or whatever the heck okay here's the, do this, so this, this is a fun moment where we get to introduce an item that you have to the listeners so all at once nimdiok pulls out this little circle uh, well, not, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually a black square of black fabric. And as you stretch on this fabric, it stretches out to multiple feet long, and then it becomes this kind of giant looping bit of a sheet that you pull over yourself and this little man here, and immediately you're transported to the Shadowfell in the exact mirror location as you were in Dare Sound. Now you are in a dark cityscape. Crows fly overhead and you immediately see a few shady people in the alleyway doing some sort of deal, kind of skitter away with a second you just teleport into their zone. And it's just derelict and destroyed and dusty and he's- To be fair, Convel is there also. There's no way you could ever describe to me how that dog did not go with that man. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, Conville's first visit to the Shadowfell. <laughs> she whimpers. Yeah, no, she freaks out. But she holds her bite, right? Yeah, like, she'll hold it. Yeah, she'll hold her bite. Yeah, her bite gets tighter. He gets an extra four points of damage just from that. Are you familiar with this place? Yes, and I don't particularly enjoy staying here. I will leave you here tied up. You don't think I have my... That actually sounds like a great idea. Sure, let's do that. I'm okay with that. We're good. Let's do it. I mean, no, don't do that. Oh, no. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't do that. He fails his uh, deception check. You're going to search him? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, where are you searching? Just pockets, general, regular stuff? I'm looking for anything that can, that can assist him, basically. Assist him? Yeah. Okay. In any way of survival or against me. He has... Immediately, you can remove his short sword, and he's got two daggers. Those are kind of on holsters, and you can pull those away and skitter them off the floor away from him. Uh, secondarily, not much except for, like, gold coins in his pouch. That's yours. Which, you know, he, is, he can't use that unless he's going to somehow, you know, make a sweet deal or something. Uh, and then... I mean, that's really the most immediate things you see as you search around. It's in a few seconds, at least, unless you're searching more. Okay, I'm just gonna put them in. I'm just gonna put them to the side. Yeah, you push them to the side. Like you can kind of see that um, uh, Conville, the wolf, is like trying to be brave, but like shivering mm -hmm. a little bit from the new cold temperature of this area. And I am going to um, use dancing lights. The brightest thing within 18 miles for sure. Mm -hmm. Or more. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm gonna use dancing lights above us. Oh! Oh dear! So remember a long time ago when I described the Shadowfell and how in the, like, the sky is just, it, there's no sun, no clouds, no nothing, it's just a giant vault of black, mm -hmm. but every so often you could almost see these, like, movements of these weird shadow creatures? 
you, as you put that light up, you notice almost a spiraling kind of formation of multiple of these kind of moving shadows in the sky. <laughs> and the dude starts flipping. <laughs> He's freaking out. Would you like to continue here, or would you like to go back? Listen, I'll tell you what if you need, but I, it's all I really know. They, uh, Nistrum worked, apparently, with the people who hired me, which, by the way, I don't know. So don't ask me that question. That ain't gonna get you nowhere. I don't know my boss. All I know is that I work for, for Terrasound or something. I, and, and I work for, it's a group called Black. <laughs> and he suddenly just starts spasming. You've disboy cyanided. And then falls unconscious. No. Okay, I'm taking him back. That's bad. You come back out and uh, Thoradin, you're left alone in the alleyway here. And you're just like, doo, 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 you know, wait your time along until <laughs> here comes the, the trio back. I think he's trying to kill himself. Th trying? <laughs> I start like pumping his chest. Oh, um, uh, cool. Ma Basically make a medicine, a medicine check. check. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's unique. Yeah, he's technically making death saving throws right now. Uh, an attack? What? No, a medicine check. What are you doing? No, I, th I thought I, I thought I heard someone say make yes, an attack. Please make an attack on this 13. man. Thirteen. That beats it and. So he's stabilized. You feel a pulse come back, but he's still unconscious. What did you do? Where did you go? What just happened? I have so many questions. We'll get to them later. Please. What do we need to do right now? We need to find Nistrum. I don't know who that is. He is a very, very powerful person. He has a tower somewhere in this town. Where? That's invisible. Well, that and he doesn't is help. Trying to take over the world. I thought we stopped a guy from taking over the world a while back. This guy is much worse. And and Nimdiok worse? Not comparable. Nimdiok, as much as this guy is worse, he's not your biggest threat. You do know, however, that he has connections with a person you all know as the Great, the great One. So he works with the Great One. <sighs> not that freaking loosey goosey jerk. All right, yes. okay. So um, he's not our biggest threat, but he is working with our biggest well, threat. Should we get this guy back to a healer, or should we take him out? Uh, we should get him back to a healer. This is someone you want to live. This is someone I want to live for now. Then that I can agree with. I kindly ask Convel to let go. She does so. Yeah, no, she I'll, I'll toss him over my shoulder. And, uh, well, walk. You know City's pretty well because he's an urchin, right? So mm -hmm. you can guide us through the alleyways back to where they were. Yeah. That way we don't get seen. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Hello, everyone. It's Thomas, your friendly neighborhood monk. That's right. Welcome to Table Talk, our middle of the podcast session. We've been playing this campaign for about four years now. Kind of crazy to think, but we would like to use this block as a chance to fill you in on what's happened before we started recording. Uh, you'll get a chance to hear more on that in future episodes, but for now, you just get to hear me, your editor-in-chief, tell you a little bit more about what we do and how to tell others about us. First, if you like our podcast so far, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or sending it to a friend or family. It's really the best way to get the information out there. Uh, we would really appreciate it as we are just getting off the ground. A great place to send them is hoacast.com, where you can find links to other socials, 
up-to-date releases on episodes, and in-depth character backstories from before we started playing. I would also like to thank William Ross, Alexander Nakarada, Damiano Baldani, Alan Spilljack, Komiku, Lee Rosevere, Chris Zabriskie, Loyalty Freak Music, and of course, Kevin McLeod for the use of their music as background aids in this episode, as well as uh, various effects that go on. And if you enjoyed the music in this episode, make sure you go to battlebards.com and use code GREETINGSWAYFARES at checkout for a percent off. They have an immense library of audio sound effects and music to use in your home games, professional games, or podcasts, along with uh, built-in tools for your DM to mix the sound and get it sounding right every single session or episode. So when you check out, again, make sure that you use code GREETINGSWAYFARERS for a percent off. Uh, if you have any ideas for items or just want to chat with us, go ahead and email us at heartofadventurecast at gmail.com or tweet at us using the hashtag HOACast. Uh, other than that, I believe that's it, so let's return you to the action. Sheik and Dipple. At this point, you've regrouped, you're sitting on this, like, bench, and you're kind of just, like, doing small talk, whatever you want to do, and, uh, and you, you, you hear a, you hear a voice. Hey! Hey, you! Hey! Hey, you, do! Want some watches? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> different character. Different character. You look back behind both of yourself, you look behind yourself, and in the alleyway near this little tiny park area you're in, there is this gnome man who is very elderly kind of looking. He's got a bluish gray kind of goatee, and he's wearing a tinfoil hat. <laughs> very pointy on the top, like a ah. pointy tinfoil hat. And he looks over and says, You looking for Clyde? You looking for Clyde? I know you have Clyde. I walk over to him. Yes. What do you know about Clyde? Where is he? Well, first off, where's the rest of your group? You, you, uh, you're the, you're one of the two the two the two feminine peoples, right? Like the she crossed the first yeah, guy I'm asking Dipple. about her guy, who not a lot of people know about. I'm Dipple. Okay, and I assume the other one over there is Convol. No. Pointing at Cheek. The human or the halfling. Yeah, that's your wolf partner, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Turn into a wolf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> just because that's funny, it's quick. Like, as you, ah, what do you do? You want to do a wolf? What do you want to do as a wolf? Um, well, first I want to say yes, yes I am, and then woo, and then just turn into a wolf. And then just go up to him and. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Come on, come on, follow me. We gotta go up, hey, come, into the dark alleyway. I gotta bring you to Clyde. Wait, 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 no, you gotta get your group. Where's your group? I gotta show you something. Uh, they they kind of just took off that's running. Fun. We don't really know what happened to them. What? That's dumb. I've got some fun no. magazines back there you kids would like. Alright, well, how about this? You guys gotta be out of the limelight, okay? People know who you are. You can't just be whittling on about. Come, come here, we gotta at least hide, wait here, and hopefully your group comes back here. Or let's go find him, cause that's that's the two options that we got. All right, I write on a piece of teleporting paper and. Sh yeah, so you, you go ahead and write. I am sending it to Angus. The worst the one person that's not to send it to. So Angus, where are you when this teleporting paper? Uh, I'm just walking around with some guards, just like strolling, just like. <laughs> so Angus, you're walking around with some guards right now, and they're just kind of looking around. They're really bored at this point because there's not a sign of any of these like no no good do good no good doers over here. And then suddenly a little flash of purple sparks as zoof, this teleporting. I imagine it's like floating. I like. Yeah, it floats down like a feather, and you catch it. And what does it say? 
you? Wait, what? No. Y'all. Uh, y'all? Uh, oh. That's all you wrote? <laughs> they can write back. All right, and you send that teleporting paper back out, um, and the guards, like, as you do that, there's this little sound of, like, a and then all the police officers look back at you, really confused, like, did, did, did somebody, did you hear that? What are you talking about? Another one kind of chimes in, well, there's this sound. I saw, you just said you saw a big black thing. What are you talking about? No, I'm serious. There was a sound. Was it a fly? Are you thinking it's a fly? I think someone farted. Oh, excuse you so you you heard it you dealt it i mean <laughs> you heard it you dealt it all right how about this yeah go ahead you on have the to read what on you the said. paper i got back it says who's this unknown paper frowny face <laughs> you give me the paper let's just out loud say however messages back and forth you're doing but just let's let's fast forward this what happens yeah i'm a little concerned for my dog i'll wait i was That's about to say fair. you also don't know where your yeah. dog is all right let's just Let's just go meet up with him with the guy. Okay. Sure. So, there's a little bit of, like, a cowboy fanfare as suddenly you girls and the dude kind of see over the street through an alleyway. You've got this, like, backlit... <laughs> the guys all come in. You've got Angus and Walking Thornton. around like Red Dead. Yeah, and they're oh. carrying this dude over their shoulder. Hey, I got a good idea of dude. I'm gonna take off some of my beer and just dunk the dude's head in and pull it back out. Hey! Sure. So it looks like, like you're carrying a drunk. a drunk guy around. I like it. Oh! That's very yeah. For the people around the town. Yeah, that's very good. I thought he was being a jerk. No, why would I waste beer like that? No, that's very good. <laughs> Fair. That's very Fair. good. Uh, that works. And that's good. Smart. Good you guys walk up and very you... Smart. So first off, this dude, which you two, spending a little bit of time with him, you learn his name is Wilden. He says, Oh, hey, is that the, is that you, you guys over there? Is that you guys? Wilden's a Willy Wiley. I only claim one of them. (laughs) Oh, which one you claim? The dog. Oh, that's, wait, I thought, I thought you were the dog, pointing at you, Sheik. And then my animal shape goes away. It's like, surprise, nope. (laughs) Everything is a lie. And he just kind of starts freaking out. True that. All right, and now you guys, you guys walk up, um, and then he just says, "All right, well, if we all together, uh, who's the who's the new guy? Who's the the shoulder buddy? He's a drunk. Why do you have a random drunk, might I ask? Never mind. I've had those days. Let's go. He just, just kind of waddles down into the alleyway. Okay. I like I fo- it. I follow. I already like this man. All right, you guys go ahead and follow. Um, after a while, he like starts waddling back because he was going too fast. Like, oh, by the way, you probably need to follow me. It's a little bit of an intricate path because we got like secret bases. Clyde will tell you more, but we're not exactly friendly with the government, if you know what I am saying. So, by the way, you need to all wear these. And he pulls out five pointy tinfoil hats. Listen. We're in a conspiracy. No, 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 Cl- no listen, listen, no. listen. Clyde will tell you more. Excuse Cam- me, chemtrails. We gotta need another one for Let's our friend. Let's go, give me one. Listen, let me just explain this. We need some space. We need another one for our friend here. The dog? Oh no, for no, the person. The drunk. Well, do you care that much about? Listen, let me tell you why you need it. This town. Clyde will tell you more, but it's under mind control. It's a very latent mind control. It's something that's very slightly there. And it's something that's growing stronger. Clyde called you to this town because well, we need your help because this whole town's about to become like robots. Now listen, you need to wear these if you happen to not like, you know, losing your mind. Insight to see if this man is actually crazy. That's a 19. 
Okay, if you're saying if he's crazy or not, he's got some No, 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 I want to know if, like, the things he's saying about... He believes them. That's the best I can tell you, is that he believes what he's that's, saying. That's what Insight would tell me, huh? Yeah. But would it also tell me, like, does that make sense? You've been in this town for so small of a time, the only clue you got is how weirdly it's grown in five months. And, well, you know, this town has been known for having mind control on it anyways. It happens to have been known for that. Alright. I say we trust him. I just look around at you guys, just kind of shrug. All right, follow me. I think I waddles down my tinfoil hat. Should I add it to my inventory? Uh, yeah, please, everybody. If you're putting out a, everybody, please add a tinfoil hat to your inventory. Cool. We've extended to this part of the campaign. You five are led to the quiet, still night alleyways as rats and cats kind of skitter away. As you kind of go through this maze of alleyways, every so often kind of ducking out into a main street and then ducking back into another alleyway, passing by construction sites and large towers. Eventually, he pulls you into a whole district that's kind of under construction. It's just full construction sites. And as you're nearing your through, he eventually opens up a gate to one of the construction sites and goes inside and motions you all in. So, like... Oh, I love this, dude. I'm getting so into this. Yes, I will follow, absolutely. As you guys follow in, it is very quiet and still. You basically only hear the sounds of the wind blowing through the tarps that are hanging over the wooden frames of this building. Going inside, there is effectively a central kind of column. It seems that the chimney has been already started to build in this area, and he goes towards the chimney and then kind of goes to the side room. He opens it up. He says, hey, how's it doing? And you hear a familiar voice of Clyde. And he says, yeah, he says, nobody's been watching so far. I forgot that sweet voice that he has. As Clyde steps out of the room, he looks up at you all and says, well, if that is not a sight for sore eyes, it is very good to see you. How are you all doing? Come in peace. Yeah. That's rare, isn't it? It's been a while. Yeah. I'm certain you have a lot of questions for me. As do I have many questions for you, chiefly of which is, why are you wearing those hats? And you all immediately look over. And no, I throw it off as if I was never wearing it. Yeah, but you look what over. Are you talking about? Your buddy, Wil- Wilbur, or Wil- whatever I call him, Wilden, he's not wearing the hat anymore. Freaking and he's definitely mage. He's definitely stifling a laugh. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know, Clyde, <laughs> some weird folks you got roped into this. Clyde just kind of like sighs and looks at all of you with your little tinfoil hats. I keep hats. mine on. Like, I'm just like, no, <laughs> no it's latent. It's the new fashion. Yeah. I know it's been a while since we've last seen each other, but trust me, word spreads far about what you all have done. They're calling you heroes. Well, some of them still think you're rowdy adventurers, but you have saved so many towns, saved so many people. You fought that dragon. You saved the wandering circus. You dug into the deepest shadows, and you fought dangers that would wreak havoc if they were left unattended to. You're the only group I trust to succeed in helping us. You see, this city is being controlled. And it's not like the past, where individual people were being controlled by mind-controlling badges wherever those came from, but it's the whole city. We don't know how, and we don't know why, but the longer you are in this city, the more in danger you are of simply being taken over by mind control. So there is mind control in the city? There is. So the tinfoil hats were just... What is that going to help? I I don't know why you have tinfoil hats. I seriously don't know. I don't. 
Foil doesn't do anything. You have to have like lead. Lead's like a metal you're gonna use if you're gonna block magics, but I like. Thought, I thought tin had no. Nope, tin does nothing. See, I was joking with you there because I'm a blacksmith. I know what's in there. But uh, okay, yes, sure. Listen, the reason you are here is to help us get to the bottom of this. I, I mean, you've seen the city. It has grown at an unnatural rate. Every single citizen in this city is functioning at peak capacity. And that's terrifying. We don't know why the city is functioning this way. It isn't exactly natural for thousands of citizens to just start loving hard and monotonous work, but they do. And the people in government, the people making decisions that actually lead this town, they're not getting anything good out of the deal either. They're volunteering life in limb, and the only one benefiting from all of this is Lord Brumby. Why would King Brumby have any reason of putting his whole town under mind control? No, it's Lord Brumby now, since it's a city, but, you know, oh, well. that happened because of political dealings that you had before the podcast happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> now all these different city-states are one country. You're welcome, audience, for the random backstory <laughs> of my world. Why Why am I speaking in Clyde's voice, talking as myself? I love it. I don't know. Very there's a very voice. fourth I mean, wall would, moment. I would appreciate fourth wall with Clyde. So Clyde voice. is the Deadpool of this universe, then? <laughs> yeah, that's canon. That's canon. I'd like to invite you to the League of Shields. The League is an organization that is trying to quell situations exactly like this. Control, torment, destruction, acts of evil. Those are the things that the League of Shields not only fights against, but also aims to prevent from happening in the first place. It is a global organization, but this local chapter is currently trying to figure out why the mind control is happening and how we can stop it. If you join us, your first mission would already be waiting for you. Tomorrow, there'll be a ribbon cutting, a celebration for the grand opening of a new university in the city. But that's not the important part. The important part is that tomorrow night, Lord Brumby is hosting a banquet and a party celebrating the new university. You see, this party would be our greatest opportunity to get inside Lord Brumby's palace and to see what's going on inside there. The information we could gain from that palace is likely all we need to crush this control that has been placed upon the city. But the security is strong. If you're not invited inside, you're not getting in, no matter how hard you try. And trust me, we have tried. Now, you all have saved Lord Brumby's life in the past, and assuming he isn't also under mind control, and assuming he still considers you allies, you might be able to be invited to the party. We might already have invitations. I am very close with him because when I took my visit last, I gave him some really nice gifts and was talking about the Kingdom of Scotland. So we got very close in connection. And like, I I wasn't going to give him, but I was edging him onto fire sand, trying to like leading him in to my advantage. So I have. It's a good thing you didn't give it to him. Yeah, I have very close connections. Quick aside: fire sand is the version of gunpowder in my world. Quick side done. <laughs> End quote. So, basically we have an inn. Yes. Yeah, through me. The best inn that any of us could have. Well, I'm in. Me too. <laughs> the we're just, walking, we're just like, looking at each what? other. I just go with the flow. 
Cottonville and I will join. Unless I don't like it. And then I make my own flow. There's certainly money in it for you. Yeah, I'll lead you on. But I will be the leader. No, I'm just kidding. I don't feel, I don't <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't feel like it. Very well. Welcome to the League of Shields. For now, you should rest up. Because tomorrow, we engage in espionage. Hi again, everyone. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been an incredible labor of love between all of us from creating a website to recording and editing a podcast, managing multiple social media accounts. It's all one big first for all of us, and we very much appreciate you listening. From the bottom of my heart, I hope you enjoy the editing and hard work that's gone into this little venture of ours, and I look forward to seeing you next month, as right now we will have a monthly upload schedule due to uh, situations in the world. Um, so be sure to keep an eye out for all of our socials for any updates that may come along. And remember, always follow your heart of adventure.